Time now for The Real Estate Connection with Stephen Fayard, a realtor and certified probate and real estate specialist. Whether you're a first-time homebuyer or a seasoned investor looking to downsize, move up, or refinance, this program is for you. From probate sales to landscape design to home repairs and maintenance, this is your weekly look into all things real estate. Now your host for the Real Estate Connection, Stephen Thayard. Good morning, good afternoon, midday. Hey, thank you for joining me for the Real Estate Connection. Hey, welcome to today's show. Um, thank you for joining me today. Stephen Thayard, your radio realtor. Uh, we're just going to jump right on in and get this show started. You know, we are experiencing unprecedented turmoil in every area of the economy in 2020. However, the real estate market has remained impressively strong during these historical times. So with that being said, some people are turning to real estate investing to shore up their financial position position during uh, times of turmoil. So if in our first segment, we are going to discuss six professional tips for first-time real estate investors thinking about putting some money into um, real estate as part of their investment portfolio for the very first time. Okay, so you're not going to want to miss any part of our first segment. Hey, and if you're new to the show and you find what I'm talking about already very interesting and you're wondering what you may have missed in the past, hey, you can send me an email right now at info at realestateconnectionradio.com. That's info at realestateconnectionradio.com with your name and your email address, and I would be happy to add you to my podcast distribution list so you do not have to miss any uh, past or future content. So um, before we jump in to um, discussing the topic of our first segment, I need to give credit uh, to where credit is due. Um, I pulled this information from an article off of Inman, which is a real estate industry publication um, that a lot of uh, real estate professionals uh, subscribe to. It was written by a staff writer by the name of Lillian Dickerson. Um, she is a staff writer and it comes from the article entitled Six Pro Tips for Real Estate Investors Looking to Make a Change. Um, after reading the article, it was more geared actually towards uh, six pro tips for people who are looking to get into real estate investing for the first time and I have also added a few nuggets of wisdom from my personal past experiences of uh, being a real estate investor and some lessons I have learned along the way. So I hope to pass those along to you so that you can enter into real estate investing with a plan and hopefully um, not um, step into some of the traps of those of the past. Okay, so with this year bringing turmoil to the financial markets, real estate has shown itself to be a very stable uh, uh, area within the economic uh, marketplace during these uncertain times. 
So some have chosen to move their money into real estate investing for the very first time. Now, if that is something that you're thinking about doing, this information is geared exactly for you. Or if you know friends or family members or maybe even some coworkers that have been talking about it and thinking about it, this may be an opportunity for you to take some notes and pass the information along to them. Or you could just send them my contact information, Stephen Thayard at 408-472-0817. Again, 408-472-0817. Okay, so what do the experts have to say for those who are new to real estate investing? The number one pro tip is consider the type of property, location, and rules before you invest. Again, I will repeat those ter- uh, those uh, those items for you in case you may have missed it. But it seems pretty basic, but it's ju- definitely the starting point. All right. So you need to consider the type of property, the location, and rules before you invest. And what do we mean by rules? Rules mean um, there may be certain covenants, conditions, and restrictions related to the property that you are thinking about acquiring. It also relates to local, city, county, and state rules, laws, and ordinances. Okay, so all of that needs to be kept in mind before you pull the trigger on any type of real estate investing. All right, so let's dig into types of property. Okay, so The different types of property that most first-time investors jump into start with either at the high end, okay, this is at the very high end for first-time investors, is a duplex. And a duplex is basically a single structure that has two living spaces under one parcel number. So that is a single structure under one parcel number that has two living spaces in it. The next area that a lot of first-time investors will jump into is a single family home. So that can either be a row house uh, on the East Coast or an attached house or a detached single family home. This is a structure where only one set or group of people live in or family or 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 uh or, or just an individual with one parcel number attached. Now, the reason I say parcel number number is because it varies uh, based on county. Um, and so for uh, the county that I work in a lot, we call it an APN. Um, but uh, for most places all around the state and around the United States, it's a parcel number, which is a unique number that identifies the structure and the land that it sits on with Um, the local jurisdiction that it's recorded in, whether it be a city or a county. All right, so what else, what other structures might a first-time home buyer be uh, investing in for the first time? That would be a townhouse. Now, the townhouse is different from a single-family home in that it's usually part of a homeowner's association that has covenants, conditions, and restrictions associated with how the living Uh, takes place and the rules that are attached to a townhouse. And then last but not least would be a condominium. Now, condominiums are similar to townhouses. 
However, the ownership and the financing associated with a condominium is completely different from a duplex, a single family home, and sometimes, sometimes a townhouse. And we're going to get into each and every single one of those in a little bit more detail. Now, each one of these properties has its pros and its cons when it comes to real estate investing. Now, if you're just joining me for the for the show and you're wondering uh, what you missed, um, send me an email right now at info at realestateconnectionradio.com. That's info, I-N-F-O, at realestateconnectionradio.com with your name and your email address, and I will add you to the podcast distribution list or or specifically you want a link to this show, um, once it's uploaded onto um, uh, Apple Podcasts or Podbean, which I'm on, look for me, the Real Estate Connection on Apple Podcasts or Podbean, um, I can send you a link to the show directly, and that way you don't have to miss any future content. And hey, if you're looking to work with a realtor for investment purposes or to sell your primary residence or to um, purchase a home or move up or move down, uh, contact me, Stephen Thayard, your radio realtor at 408-472-0817. Again, that's 408-472-0817. So we're coming up on a hard break. When we get back from paying some bills, we're going to dive into what are the pros and cons and the things that you have to look out for when purchasing a duplex. We'll see you in a minute. Now back to the Real Estate Connection with Realtor and Certified Probate and Real Estate Specialist, Stephen Thayard. Welcome back to the Real Estate Connection. Thank you for joining me today. All right, so we're going to continue down the road on six tips for beginners looking to get into real estate investing. During the pandemic, the real estate market has shown itself to be very stable and continuing to move through the end of the rest of the year as being an opportunity to park money and maybe even earn some additional income outside of the stock market. The Federal Reserve has been managing interest rates and they've remained very low and they're expected to stay low through the remainder of the year. Now for, uh, Owner occupied, which means if you're buying a house for yourself to live in, the rates have been hovering around 3%, which is absolutely historic in the real estate industry. So um, with that being said, um, rates for investing, which are slightly higher uh, than owner occupied homes have been low as well, which has been driving people into the market as well as the low inventory out there. Supply and demand, basic econ 101 says that when there's a low supply and high demand, that the value of the item that you're looking to acquire goes up. So that being said, real estate is in low supply and demand is steady, if not strong. And so values are increasing, especially in California and the San Francisco Bay Area. Now, if you're just getting into real estate investing, uh, we talked about the different types of properties that you may be considering as you enter into this arena uh, of the economy. Now, at the very high end of a first-time real estate investor would be a duplex. Now, a duplex is an interesting 
investment vehicle in that it has one parcel number and it's one building, but it has two sides that can be occupied that's separated by a common wall. So you can make one purchase and have two sets of rental income from both sides of this property. It usually has no homeowners association related uh, uh, attached to it as well, which keeps it cleaner as far as rules in regards to um, who you can rent to and how you can do rents. Um, they're usually in built as a um, investment type of vehicle or for housing for the community. Uh, you can consider yourself uh, as uh, adding value to the community, especially if you acquire a duplex that is in uh, disrepair or poor condition and you go in and you remodel it and bring it up to current standards and then put it on the rental market. Uh, usually people will appreciate that very much and may even pay a premium for that. So duplexes are very cool as far as getting involved in real estate for the first time. Now, like I said before, you can usually rent both sides. Um, and with that, usually one side is occupied and you rarely have 0% occupancy. So it's very rare that in a duplex situation where both sides would be empty, which gives you more of a guaranteed cash flow as it uh, relates to being able to pay any type of loan that you may have associated with acquiring the investment vehicle up front, which gives you a, a hedge of protection. Now, they're uh, still subject to local rules and regulations depending on the city, county, and state that the duplex is located in. Uh, remember, California recently, as uh, recently as the third, I believe the third quarter of 2019, um, signed into law uh, statewide rent control rules that you will have to look into if you are going to acquire a duplex. Now, based on my memory of reading this law when it first came out, I believe that duplexes are automatically included. However, my advice to you is to get a hold of the real estate law, read it, or even consult a real estate attorney um, before you acquire a duplex so you know exactly how the rental rules work in the state of California as it relates to rent control. You will also need to look into the county rules and the city rules uh, regarding rents and how you, uh, who you can rent to, how the renting works, the rules around um, uh, rental agreements, evictions, and rent collection, and background checks of people that are considering renting your duplex after it is acquired. Again, consult a tax professional regarding tax issues related to um, acquiring um, in a tax. I mean, uh, oh my goodness, I'm tripping over my words. <laughs> I'm excited. Okay, so when it comes to real estate investing, you also need to consult a tax professional because there are tax consequences that are both positive and negative um, when it comes to acquiring property for rental purposes. Now, if you'd like to speak to me directly about uh, the prospect of buying a duplex and you have more specific questions about your particular situation and you'd like to have 
uh, some guidance and help acquiring a duplex for your investment portfolio, give me a call right now at 408 472 0817. Again, 408 472 0817. I'd be happy to assist you with the process. You're definitely going to need some guidance from uh, a real estate professional if it is your first time getting into the investment side of real estate. So again, consult a tax professional regarding tax benefits and plan your tax exit strategy for the future. Just as important as it is to plan for getting into the investment and following a plan and making sure that you're not tripping yourself up along the way, it's almost more important to know what your tax exit strategy is going to be when you want to get out of real estate investing. There are rules that will affect you financially um, and how you can transfer ownership also if you're looking to um, bequeath it to your family members um, as part of an investment portfolio um, should you be doing some estate planning. And that's where an attorney comes involved as well when you're getting ready to uh, move into real estate investing. You're going to want to have an attorney that you maybe want to talk to in regards to not only uh, the, um, the leasing of the property to tenants, but also um, tax uh, estate planning for the future and any type of uh, living trust or will situation. Um, also, remember that non-owner-occupied properties carry a higher interest rate from lenders. So you're seeing rates hover around 3%, but that's for owner-occupied properties. Real uh Interest rates are higher from lenders for properties where you will not be occupying them yourself because the lender views it as a bit of a higher risk since you're not in the property 24-7. You're away from it and you don't have eyes on it as much as you would as if you were living in it. Also, adjust your expectations on interest rates before moving forward. Go ahead, if you are thinking about buying an investment property, whether it be a duplex or anything else, um, reach out to a lender and ask them what the non-owner occupied interest rates are so that when you're planning your cash cash flow models after when you're getting ready to purchase a property, you have a better understanding of what the cost to borrow money will be over time and what your return on your investment needs to be on um, the rentals, the rent rates that you'll be that you'll want to charge in the area. All right, so that's that's basically it for a duplex. Now, if you're just joining the show and you've missed any of the content, uh, send me an email at info at realestateconnectionradio.com. That's i n f o at realestateconnectionradio.com with your name and your email address, and I would be happy to send you a link to the show once it gets uploaded to my podcast. You can find me on Apple Podcasts at The Real Estate Connection, and you can also find me on Podbean at The Real Estate Connection. And again, I can send you a link to the show once it's uploaded to uh, the podcast uh, after it already airs. So I'd be happy to do that for you. And again, if you're looking for specific um, advice for your p- particular situation as you're thinking about entering into 
uh, real estate investing for the first time and you'd like to have some guidance, uh, call me, Stephen Thayard, your radio realtor at 408-472-0817. Again, 408-472-0817. And I'd be happy to discuss your particular situation with you and uh, put together a strategy for getting into your first real estate investment property. Now we're going to be, we're running up on a hard break here in a minute. And um, when we get back, we're going to dive into the pros and cons and what you need to consider when purchasing a single family residence as a real estate investment vehicle. So we'll see you when we get back in a minute. Take care. Looking to buy, sell, or refinance a home? Maybe you just need to spruce up the one you've got. This is the show that shows you how. It's The Real Estate Connection. Once again, your host, Stephen Thayard. Welcome back to The Real Estate Connection. Thank you for joining me today. Stephen Thayard, your radio realtor on The Real Estate Connection. Hey, we're talking about uh, six tips for uh, real estate, beginning real estate investors as during this uh, economic uncertainty of the pandemic, real estate has become a stable platform and it's shown itself to be an area that has been steady and continues to be steady uh, through uh, this year and towards the end of the year with uh, interest rates hovering around 3%, uh, supply being low and demand being high. Um, the uh, market has maintained itself and even risen uh, over where we were, at least in Northern California, in the Bay Area, over 2019 levels, the same time last year. So in this first segment, we're discussing six pro tips on um, how to get involved in real estate investing for the first time. And we're going to dig into the single family residence as a real estate investment vehicle and the pros and cons behind that. Now, as a... Um, real estate investor myself who had uh, owned a single family residence for about seven or eight years. Uh, the one thing that I can say uh, from personal experience to you is that your single family residence is either 100% occupied or 100% vacant. So with a duplex, the advantage there is you have two um, sides of one building that you can rent out which means there's a very uh, there's a diminished likelihood that you're going to have it 100% vacant all at the same time. Whereas with a single family residence, it's either occupied or not. And there is a lag between the time that a tenant moves out and a new tenant moves in um, from the time it takes to get it advertised, cleaned up, spruced up and ready to get back on the market with new pictures and uh, the time it takes for you to a look into the background and the income as far as um, credit worthiness of a, of a renter uh, and a tenant and uh, uh, rental history to make sure uh, that you're renting to somebody that has uh, some sustainability as far as a consistent track record of paying rents on time and not um, leaving a prior landlord in the lurches. So uh, that can take sometimes uh, up to 90 days. So remember that when you're getting into a single family home um, that uh, you're either 100% occupied or 100% vacant. Now, uh, single family residents may or may not be part of a homeowners association, which will have rules um, that could impact who um, 
if if you can rent the property or not. Um, some HOAs um, have uh, clauses in them um, that are related to this and some do not. So you'll need to make sure that you're reviewing homeowners association documents if you're looking at a property that's in an HOA. Um, uh, they're also single family residents are, are still subject to local laws and ordinance, ordinances based on location in city, county, or state. My personal advice to you is the standard house to own single family residence that is the easiest to rent and keep occupied for the longest period of time, generally speaking, is a three bedroom, two bath home. Uh, for whatever reason, that just seems to fit the mold of what most people want. Um, and then you can try to build in some longevity um, uh, with a tenant, hopefully based on um, how they, what their rental history looks like from the past. Uh, be very, very careful out there, especially when you're getting into real estate investing for the first time and you become a landlord, um, uh, not to break any discrimination laws uh, because they've expanded uh, tremendously and they cover um, just about everyone these days. And you need to be very well versed um, so that you don't get yourself in trouble. In this regard, uh, which wasn't part of uh, the real estate investment article, you're probably going to want to hire a property manager to manage your investment if this is your first time being a landlord. They're professionals in what they do. They know exactly how to vet tenants. Uh, they know how to keep you out of trouble in regards to discrimination issues. Um, they also know what forms to use and they can give you advice as to whether or not the property that you're looking to um, have leased out falls into the category of rent control in the state of California. And that's going to be very, very important to you as it will affect how you turn over tenants uh, in the future and what costs are associated with that. Uh, because that new law is very detailed in regards to um, the eviction policies um, and how they affect you as a landlord, which now comes with some monetary or costs associated with certain types of evictions. And so you're going to want to get advice from a good property manager on that. Um, uh, remember that non-owner occupied properties carry a higher interest rate um, and adjust your expectation on interest rates. Um, as I said before, when it comes to non-owner occupied, even though the rates are hovering around 3%, they're higher if you're not going to move into the property. Okay, so what's the next property we're going to look at? Townhouses. Um, first of all, uh, if you're looking at a townhouse to um, purchase um, as a real estate investment to rent out, check to see if the townhouse is condo ownership or not. This will affect your fi excuse me your financing on the property um, when the um, when the uh, ownership is condo, that generally means you own the air um, inside of the four walls and that you are co-owner co with, uh, with many other people of the entire building. Um, this uh, will affect uh, Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac lending rules as far as acquisition of the property. And it will also affect whether or not um, you will be able to rent it. You're going to need to dig into... Um, uh, the rules of the homeowners association, which most townhouses are a part of, and um, 
Uh, but there are also pros on this side as well. Because if you're in a townhouse community that has amenities, this could be a, an attractive feature for those who are looking to rent in the, um, the complex. Whether there's a pool, a workout room, look to see how well the exterior of the building is being maintained, what the grounds look like, um, whether or not um, uh, there is uh, sports courts and things of that nature. This is all going to be very attractive to people who are looking to rent. So uh, you're going to want to see what the HOA maintains and what also you are required to maintain as the owner. In a townhouse scenario, if it's not condo ownership, usually you own the walls and the land underneath the townhouse, which means you're responsible for all of the maintenance of the exterior of the property, painting, um, decks, um, balconies, the interior walls, um, plumbing, and things of that nature. So you need to make sure that you're looking into all of these details uh, when you're looking to get into a townhouse as an investment vehicle. Now, if you're thinking about jumping into the real estate investment market and you want to talk specifically about your scenario or your specific details, go ahead and give me a call right now. Stephen Thayard, your radio realtor at 408 408- 472-0817. Again, 408-472-0817. I'd be happy to speak to you about your specific situation and outline a plan for your investment goals. Also, if you've missed any part of the show and you've just jumped in and you'd like to find out what you missed, send me an email at info at realestateconnectionradio.com. That's info at realestateconnectionradio.com with your name and email address. And I'd be happy to send you a link to the episode uh, when it becomes part of my podcast. Uh, You can find the Real Estate Connection on Apple Podcasts and also Podbean. You can find The Real Estate Connection on Apple Podcasts and Podbean, so you don't have to miss another show. Okay, so with that being said, we're going to jump into the last and final um, uh, type of property that usually beginner uh, investors jump into, and that's condominium ownership. Now, we're heading to a hard break here, so um, as we go off and pay some bills with this commercial, um, keep this in mind, don't miss... Uh, the next segment as we finish off with the type of properties and the next is going to be condo. So we'll see you in a minute. Now back to the Real Estate Connection with Realtor and Certified Probate and Real Estate Specialist, Stephen Thayard. Hey, welcome back to the Real Estate Connection. Thank you for joining me today, Stephen Thayard, your radio realtor. Hey, uh, we're talking about six pro tips uh, for new real estate investors as far as getting into the market. And we've been talking about the type of properties uh, that usually first-time investors jump into. And the last one is condominium ownership. Now, financing rules are different for a condo. Um, most homeowners associations limit the number of units that can be purchased for investment purposes. This has to do with Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac lending rules. If the ratio of owner occupieds to uh, investment properties is too high, the condos no longer qualify for uh, uh, Freddie Mac or Fannie Mae-backed loans, uh, which means lenders can't lend on them, which means people who own them can't sell them. 
And so that's not a good thing. So uh, usually, usually homeowners associations will watch uh, the number of condos that are being sold for investment purposes very carefully. And you're going to also want to look into homeowner association rules as to whether or not you can rent the condo in the first place. Now, um, uh, last year I had a listing for a condo in uh, the San Jose area and uh, the condo association, the homeowners association ha had a very strict rule uh, that none of the homeowners were allowed to rent out uh, their condos for investment purposes. Now they could rent it out to a family member if disclosed for a, a certain period of time in an emergency, uh, but you couldn't generally just rent them out uh, to um, people who were um, going to live in it and weren't non-owner uh, occupied. So that rule is very, very important to look into uh, when you're looking at condo ownerships. Also, you are going to want to make sure that there are certain amenities in the condo that you're looking to rent. In today's day and age, standard operating procedure in a modern condominium is that the washer and dryer is in the unit. Generally speaking, tenants do not want to go outside of the property to a communal laundry area where they have to carry their clothes and put quarters in machines. So if you're looking into a condominium to purchase for investing, make sure at a bare minimum that there is a washer and dryer in the unit, no matter how old it is. This is very important. Okay, so we've covered the types of units uh, that most first-time investors get into. Um, the What are the other uh, pro tips um, that are out there for first-time investors? Uh, number two is know your investment goals. Um, do you want property that's going to uh, cash flow for you in a positive manner, or are you looking for uh, a gain in equity? So if you're not sure what that means, um, I'm going to lay it out for you. When you purchase uh, an investment, normally it's either going to be in a market where there's a low barrier to entry, meaning that the investments are cheaper to purchase. And usually in those markets, uh, uh, the price of the property is not going up very quickly over time. It makes it easier to acquire, which means there's less of a financial investment, but you will generally return a good cash flow, which means that it will pay for all of your uh, financing uh, monthly payment as well as give you a positive cash flow. You may hold this investment for a long period of time and not see a lot of appreciation in the value of the property, but as you pay down the loan and you become a hundred percent, a hundred percent owner of the property, it will always kick out cash. It's like a money printing machine. Whereas in equity markets, it may be more expensive to purchase, such as in Northern California in the Bay Area. However, holding the property for a long period of time will gain value in equity. So if you purchase it for $200,000, uh, maybe over a three-year period, you may gain seventy-five dollars to $100,000 in value, which would be your equity, and then you would sell it for a profit. In this particular market, the cash flow that you're getting is just enough to cover your bills 
uh, for holding the property. And it's a long-term investment, kind of like uh, a 401k or an IRA that you're looking to see go up in value over a long period of time. So you have to know what your goals are when you're going into uh, buying an investment property. You also have to have an eye to the future as to how long you want to hold the property, whether it's one year, three years, five years, or 10 years. And also keep in mind where you are purchasing. Know the area. Do not speculate as to whether or not you can obtain rent, the rents that you're looking for. So you're absolutely looking for a certain number on your return on investment. You're going to be doing some math and you're going to be looking to have some specific goals. So if those numbers say that you have to get $900 a month and you're looking in an area where rents uh, for this type of property are only getting $700 a month, then you're not going to want to buy there because you will not uh, receive the goals that you're looking for. So, hey, if this is seeming a little bit daunting to you or slightly overwhelming and you're looking for some advice um, or looking for guidance and in getting into your first uh, investment property, go ahead and give me a call right now. Stephen Thayard, your radio realtor at 408-472-0817. Again, 408-472-0817. I'd be happy to speak to you about your specific situation and how we can put a plan in place to get you into the world of real estate investing. Now, um, you're also going to want to look to see that your investment will have a strong market of potential tenants. Um, so you're going to want to look at the area from a different perspective. Uh, see whether or not it's well supported by a specific industry that brings in a lot of jobs. In the Bay Area, that's going to be high tech. But in other parts of the country, that'll be oil and gas or maybe timber steel production, coal mining, uh, manufacturing, even research and development areas where um, uh, they're known for uh, developing new technology. Also, uh, you're going to want to look around uh, colleges and universities because they bring in lots of people on an annual basis, not only those that are working on campus, but student housing. Uh, so you're going to want to look in those areas as well and then see what types of rents are being acquired based on a, the size of property that you can afford and go ahead and put a plan in place. You know, if you see a Lowe's being built in an area, this is a pretty good indication that the area they are building in can support the store. So it's probably an area that can support uh, a tenant in a real estate investment that you may be looking into. All right. Uh, also, Look to uh, see, ask yourself whether this is going to be a one-off item uh, that you may be moving into in the future, or are you looking to build uh, your real estate uh, investment portfolio and to grow it over time? These are all questions you need to ask yourself and build a strategy as you're moving into real estate investing for the first time. And oh, by the way, if you're looking for someone to help you out, give me Stephen Thayard, your radio realtor, a call at 408 472-0817. Okay, number three, look for um, uh, long-term fixed financing. So this is very important in the world of real estate investing. If you are going to borrow money to get into um, this area, um, then you're going to want to secure 
long-term investing at a, at a fixed interest rate, uh, long-term, sorry, long-term borrowing at a fixed interest rate. This will allow you to plan better and knowing what your fixed costs are going to be for a specific period of time. This will help you uh, do the math as to whether you're getting the return on investment that you need in order to sustain um, a moving forward in additional investing and holding your property for whatever period of time you're looking to hold your property for. So also uh, do some shopping and know that it's not always about rate. It's also about closing costs. There has to be a balance. If there's If it's an extremely low rate, know that there could be higher closing costs from the lender. Uh, lenders always figure out a way to get paid. So um, don't let the uh, tantalizing low rate fool you. Lo ask lots of questions. Also, number four, find a mentor. Find somebody who's done what you want to do. Tap their shoulder and ask for help. Um, this is going to be a way for you to avoid a lot of mistakes um, and so that your uh, strategy will be a lot smoother in the long run. A book that I highly recommend for anyone looking to get into real estate investing would be Rich Dad, Poor Dad by Robert Kiyosaki. It's absolutely fantastic. It will change the way you think about life in general. It's absolutely wonderful. So with that being said, we're running up on another hard break. When we get back from paying some bills, we're going to conclude this segment and add a little bit more to the end of the show. And you're not going to want to miss it. So stay tuned. Be back in a minute. Looking to buy, sell, or refinance a home? Maybe you just need to spruce up the one you've got. This is the show that shows you how. It's the Real Estate Connection. Once again, your host, Stephen Thayard. Welcome back to the Real Estate Connection. Thank you for joining me on today's show with Stephen Thayard, your radio realtor. Hey, we've been talking about six ways, um, six pro tips uh, for um, beginners getting into real estate investing. Uh, one of the pro tips is find a mentor. Find somebody who can uh, guide you along the way. Um, and number five is have passion for what you want to get accomplished. You must have an internal drive to keep moving forward. And investing in real estate can be a very scary proposition. It's not a small dollar investment. It's not like a 401k that you can start off with 500 bucks and build up over time. Generally speaking, real estate investing, especially in the Bay Area, is going to be somewhere between you know a quarter of, of, a, of a million dollars to half a million dollars. Uh, and it's a commitment. And it can be scary when you're looking at all those zeros. So you have to have intestinal fortitude to drive forward with your goal. Um, so there needs to be passion behind it. If you're really passionate about passionate about it and it's something that you've been looking to get into and, and you can feel uh, the time ticking away and you want to get into the market now and no longer wait, miss the opportunity of these uh, strong real estate markets where people are gaining equity a hand over fist. Call me right now, 408-472-0817. Again, 408-472-0817. Remain focused in order to complete your goal. Your goal. Also, number six is be prepared to reinvent yourself along the way. You know, changes occur in the market, changes always occur in the economy, and you may have to change how you approach your goals based on what you see happening in front of you. 
Remember, where there's chaos, there's opportunity. If you just take a deep breath and sit and wait and look around the horizon through the chaos, you're going to start to see beams of light of opportunity. So even though you may be headed down one path, a brick wall may pop up that'll stop you, but that does not mean that you have to quit. Take a look around you. As the book said, who moved my cheese? The cheese is somewhere else in the maze. And if you go looking for it, you will find it. So do not be afraid to reinvent yourself. Okay, now we're going to shift gears real quick. You know, fall is upon us. September is here. Um, here's some quick things that you could do as a homeowner to keep you out of uh, a big bills that may pop up in the wintertime. Uh, this comes from Kelly Walters, who wrote an article, uh, and she's a writer, uh, a Southern writer and editor. Uh, she focuses on interior design and home improvement, and she wrote an article about uh, four things that you can do uh, right now in September that could save you money in the long run during the winter. Uh, one of those items is stain your deck. Uh, you can help your deck survive the winter, and now is the time to stain it for protection. Lower temps and humidity make it a good time to get this project done also check your fire extinguishers um, during the fall uh, during the colder months this is when fire tragedies tend to increase uh, people are burning a lot more candles and they're using their wood fireplaces again after a long period of time and sometimes you might get a little fire in the house so make sure that your extinguisher is functioning properly and it's properly charged also now's the time to spruce up the yard uh, uh, as far as, as far as your lawn is concerned, it's a good time to aerate it, reseed bare spots in the lawn, fertilize. Uh, your lawn will be green um, uh, faster after the winter because of all the rain and the moisture that we get over this time period. Now's the time to plant perennials and shrubs. They're usually on sale this time of year and the roots will grow deeper while the ground is soft during the winter months. Inspect the home, your home's exterior. Inspect your roof, your siding, your gutters, your downspouts, your drainage. Repair items now before they become big bills later. All right, so with that, I'm going to leave you with this verse of blessing. Give, and it will be given to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over, will be put into your lap. For with the measure you use it, it will be measured back to you. So the more generous you are, the more you get back. And that's just something that's good for everybody. Thank you for joining me on the Real Estate Connection. The market is up. Pendings are up. Sales are up. Uh, prices are up. But interest rates are low. Um, thank you for joining me today. God bless you. God bless your family. And we'll see you next week on another episode of the Real Estate Connection. Take care. Bye-bye. This has been The Real Estate Connection with Realtor and Certified Probate and Real Estate Specialist, Stephen Thayard. Licensed Cal BRE number 01700019. For more information on this program, visit realestateconnectionradio.com. To contact Stephen directly, call 408-472-0817 or email info at realestateconnectionradio.com. And be sure to tune in next week at this time for The Real Estate Connection.